2: Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everybody the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join.
0: Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the MAPS Step Back Podcast.
1: Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning, ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, boredom jumped up off the porch, how you reckon with his force, third season in the game and he a legend by his fourth, look, the dirt, now the king of Dallas, airline serving, that's the palace, young team and it's full of talent, won revenge, we accept the challenge, Luca carrying a legacy, what it take to be an MVP, being great, know it cost a fee, know it really Really ain't that hard to see. Hold on, wait. Silence the critics, cause they never did it. Pass out Jordan, I ain't woke up the city. Map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney. Go back to Batman, I'm calling them Drizzy. More triple doubles, I'm waiting on 50. Step back, smoother, you know it's so filthy. If I get down on no, my team, gonna lift me. Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, no, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me
0: step back for a minute, Matt. Well, you uh, hear me? I'm here. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm trying to you. plug
0: in my my AirPods they won't connect to my phone. <laughs> this we're off is to new.
2: A great for, start. Yeah, we're off to a wonderful start. This is this is new for us. So,
0: yeah, it's yeah. okay.
2: Let's see who we got here. We got Brian, Grant, David, Sir, Sir. Shravan, I'm so sorry I butchered your name, dude. <laughs> Doug and John. Okay, sweet. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna live react to this fourth quarter, upcoming fourth quarter, and it's obviously gone the Mav's way so far. Uh KP was out. He was uh it kind of came up on the injury report that he had back tightness and then they said that he had been experiencing this throughout the season, which, I mean, Matt, we've talked about this. Uh, I don't know how much I believe that, but regardless. I don't believe it at uh, all. <laughs> this is their way of getting past the uh, the NBA rules as far as, you know, resting players. I don't think he should have rested on the first night of a back-to-back at all after an eight-day hiatus, but, you know, it is what it is. Um uh, He's not playing tonight, and it hasn't mattered because the Mavs are up 19 in the fourth. So, oh, hold up. Kirk has asked to speak. Oh, gosh. What a treat. Hello, Kirk.
0: (laughs) Hello, guys. Since Dalton joined me last night, I got to join him tonight. I just wanted to pop up and say I respect your ability to start your podcast
2: before the game is over. Not like the Mavericks have ever blown twenty
0: point leads in the fourth before.
2: So hey, well, well, I mean, look at the look at the title of this room. It's instant reactions. It's not. We're not. We're not predicting a win or anything. So I'm actually yeah. predicting that they do blow the lead. So well, I'm having to live stream it instead of watch it on TV because uh, here in South Mississippi. Uh, the Grizzlies are in my they're one of those teams that have the, the dumb blackout restrictions. So anytime the Grizzlies play, I either have to watch it uh, I either have to watch the Grizzlies broadcast or I have to just stream it online. So
0: Well, I get the pleasure of watching Skin and Harp and Followell down here in Houston and um it's uh it's it's a treat sometimes. Other times it's a little bit of a pain, but you
2: know, we uh, we we get what we can here. Yeah, and Grant he he chimed in and said Shraven is a locker room goat. So Shraven, I hope I'm saying your name right, and I'll I'll take Grant's word for it. So. <laughs> oh wait,
0: I've I've been missing this chat. I didn't even know how to get get to the chat.
2: Yeah, we're very new to this, guys. So go go easy <laughs> on us. <laughs> we'll get there. I mean, oh, man. I mean, look, I think this
0: is a pretty cool deal. If this goes well, we might do this a little bit more often and maybe start earlier in the game. Yeah. Uh, this is,
2: uh, look, the the app, the locker room app, it makes it super easy. And I wish that uh, we had tried it a little bit sooner. But once I saw Kurt get on it, I was like, you know what? If Kurt can do it, we can do it because, you know – Kirk, he can be a little bit hard-headed about that kind of stuff.
0: Anything Kirk can do, we can do better. (laughs) I'm not going to go that far. Kirk writes better than me, and he also uh, analyzes basketball better than me. Yeah. But other than that, anything Kirk can do, I can do better.
2: But anyway, I mean, Luca. I mean, he's had a horrible game in this one, I think, to put it nicely. And yet, it still hasn't mattered because Jalen Brunson's been amazing. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., he... Uh, he decided to go scorched earth tonight. Uh, I mean, it's it's going really, really well. And you'd expect the Mavs to come out with this kind of energy after not playing for a full week. Uh, If they had come out flat tonight and not looked energetic, I would have been very, very worried. But they've looked good tonight. And, you know, if KP does come back and play tomorrow, and he has a good game too, I mean – I think they have a good chance of getting to 500 or maybe even over 500 before the NBA All-Star break. So Yeah, I mean, that'll be tough against the Celtics, I mean, but the Celtics I- the Celtics have been so underwhelming this season. You know, I expected them to be so much better after making an Eastern Conference Finals appearance last year, but it's starting to look like the Mavs dodged a bullet with that uh that Kimball Walker contract. Isn't that always the
0: case though? Every, every big free agent, the Mavericks, uh, go after ends up having terrible follow-ups with whatever team he ends up signing with. I mean, Dwight Howard, Darren Williams, Kimball Walker. I'm sure there's more. It's yeah. You no, know. no,
2: yeah, I, I, it's it's almost alarming how many times we have to say, "Oh, the Mavs they dodged a bullet." <laughs> when it comes to guys in free agency, because it's like, okay, well, why 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 was that their main target in the first place? But well,
0: I'm just glad that people are actually hitting shots tonight. It's it's been a while since the offense has been really consistent without Luka having to do much of everything. Um, yeah, and even without KP in there, I mean you know, Richardson's hitting shots, Brunson's doing what he needs to do. This is, this is kind of, I know it's just Memphis and they're, you know, they're 500 and they're not world beaters (laughs) or anything like that, but. Sorry, I'm I'm keeping up with this chat while you're talking. And (laughs) I keep forgetting to look at the chat, but it's, it's nice to see them do this against a pretty decent team and, you know, not have to have Luka do everything for a change.
2: Yeah. Henry, Henry Patton said, LOL at Dwight Powell going off the dribble just now. <laughs> it, it reminds me of that meme that pops up every now and then on, uh, on Mavs Twitter. It's like, congratulations, you, <laughs> you went for the Dwight Powell pump fake. And it, it's a little bit more, it's not G rated like that either, but I'm sure you guys have seen it. Uh, Brian, Said so Josh 10 points, five rebounds in the first quarter. Yes, it's so nice. It was very nice to see him get going. At one point in that first quarter, uh, Josh Richardson was outscoring the Grizzlies 11 to 5 and his own teammates 11 to 9. <laughs> so he got off to yeah. a very good
0: start. Yeah, and uh, Kirk asks, uh, who is KP? And my answer to that is the. The guy sitting on the bench, uh, doing absolutely jack shit tonight because <laughs> he has a fake injury. So
2: it's really it's really funny. We we talked about this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Matt, Kirk, and I we we have this uh, group DM on on Twitter, and pretty much every game, that's where we get together and. Uh, complain about things and i mean some of some of y'all would wouldn't recognize me in that that group dm because it's it's where i go to blow off steam and that way i don't clutter your timelines with it (laughs) and you know we were talking about how rick carlisle kind of manipulates these injury reports and it's obvious that it's that it's overblown and I don't know how they get away with it, honestly. Because, you know, it, it, you can't you can't put a fake injury on there, so I don't know. I'm sure that KP has had back tightness. I just – I highly doubt it's something to where he was really considered questionable for tonight. I think it was an excuse so he could just rest.
0: Right. I mean, all you got to do to help back stiffness is put a heating pad on there maybe do a little stem treatment on it, and you're good to go. I mean, he's – He's a professional yeah. athlete. It's, it's very obvious what they're doing. And that's fine. Yeah, It's just frustrating.
2: No, Brian, he, he just made a very good point here. He said Jaron Jackson Jr. had the same surgery 51 days before KP did and still hasn't returned yet. That's a very good point. I hadn't even thought about that. Um, but, you know, with uh, with KP's meniscus tear, if I remember this correctly – I I forgot that doctor's name that I spoke to, but I wrote a piece on DallasBasketball.com after I watched his video on KP's injury. And for a meniscus tear, it was like, it it was considered to be the best case scenario for a meniscus, if I remember that right. So I don't think it was, I don't think it was to the, I don't think it was as bad. As Jaron Jackson Jr.'s. But that's still a good point, though. I mean, it, yeah,
0: it is, and it's. But that's not the. It is a good point, but the concerning, the more concerning thing to me about it is that it's just that stuff like this keeps happening. Um, yeah. So it, it it seems like it's only a matter of time until like the next thing happens, and then the next thing yeah. happens. So we got to get to a point where he plays, thirty, forty games in a row without having to sit out. You know. 10 15 of those games and we just he's been here for two seasons now and we haven't seen that yet and it's get it's really frustrating
2: yeah by the way brian you're gonna you're gonna have to like give me a pronu- pronunciation of your last name like spell it out in the comments or come on and talk for a second and say it that you know what that would be better hold on just a second there we go Brian, what's up, man? Hey, uh,
3: thanks for having me on, guys. Great job getting me up, Dalton. See you, bro. Yeah, pro. yeah
2: I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're already doing better than Kirk was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, I, I tuned into his for a little bit and wanted to give him a little bit more content. He's done the same for me in this one. So we got each other's backs. But yeah. Brian, how do you say your last name? Oh, so Zillam. Zillam, gotcha. Hey,
0: Uh, Dalton, I actually have a pretty good idea. What you got? Uh, I think that we should let everybody come in who wants to, obviously, and ask their question live instead of typing it in the comments. I think that would be fun. Don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. They do like a live mailbag type thing.
0: Right, yeah. So, Brian, you go first.
3: Uh, Well, I mean, I'll I'll go back to what I just wrote out, Uh, you know, kind of circle back to my... Jaron Jackson Jr. comment. I, I was just going down a rabbit hole earlier. I, I hopped on a couple of Memphis podcasts earlier today and I just was like, didn't he have the same surgery as KP? And it just, the, the timelines were just really weird. And then I s- stepped back and thought about it. You know, Memphis is almost trying to, uh, you know, protect their future investment because obviously Jaron Jackson Jr.'s comment, you know, contract is coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And it just boggles yeah. my mind. I wonder, you know, guy, you know, Casey Smith, you know, he's a freaking professional. Not, I'm trying to, you know, analyze Twitter doctor over here on, on Locker Room. I just, I, I found it very odd that why wouldn't we be open to that idea of, you know what, let's not rush. Because if you guys remember right, they were trying to rush KP at the start. You know, I think he was trying to get ready on Christmas Day, which I was like, whoa, that just seemed... Really yeah. ambitious and way too early for me personally. And it just like we're, we are where we are right now. It just seems very odd after eight days off, essentially, your back is hurting. And, you know, I guess, you know, we're all getting older now. We're in our 30s and, you know, stuff's going to happen. You know, you get out of bed one day and you just hurt. But is that time? Is it time to where maybe we just need to shut down KP for a couple weeks or a month and just say, hey, here you go. Well, rest. That's-
2: it's it's a good point because I mean you're right he was pushing for Christmas I think if KP had had it his way he would have been playing on opening night uh, but you know he he obviously didn't uh, and I think there was pressure from his side and maybe even his brother who knows you know he, he had a supposedly he he caused a a stir in New York. Uh, because he would speak for KP and, you, you know, things that they wanted. Uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I, I do feel like there was a little bit of pressure uh, from his end to get back on the court sooner than probably what he should have. So
0: Right. And, I, and, I, I mean, look. Also, sorry, but I think he's also feeling the pressure from the fans. You know, he I think he's tired of, of sitting on the bench and, and hearing people talk about his injuries and him not, being out on the floor and complaining about it and talking about trades and all that stuff. And he wants to go out there and prove people wrong, but, you know, he just, he can't do it right now. And it's, it's always something else.
2: Yeah. And he's had some good games so far this season. I mean, there's times where you see him playing this, like that, that's the unicorn. That's the guy that was tearing up the NBA bubble uh, in Orlando before he, he tore his meniscus, but uh, as far as KP goes overall, I, I want to get uh, I want to get your thoughts, Matt, and then Ryan. We'll go back to you for a second here too. But how much of this, as far as his defense, KP's defense, do you think it's it's physical versus mental? Because I tend to think that it's more on the mental side. Uh, he's shown me so far that he has the physical tools to uh, he's capable of moving laterally on defense and blocking shots and everything, but he just seems hesitant. I think it's more mental than it is physical, but I'll get your guys' opinions on that. Go ahead, Matt.
0: Oh, sorry. I forgot I had the the button muted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: Growing pains.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I agree agree with that. I mean, I I, I think it's, I think it's everything you said. Um, But look, I, I think my concern with, with with everything is more the longevity of of what's going on um it i don't know how much longer they can they can sustain this on the court off the court on the court off the court inconsistent night to night bs because you know he he was brought into the franchise to to try and put them over the top and, and let them compete with, you know, the other two star teams like, like LA and, and, you know, Denver and uh, the Clippers and all that stuff. So um, until they can make that happen, I mean, there's,
3: I, I just don't know, man. I, I don't want to continue to beat a dead horse here. I'm, I'm going to continue to voice my, uh, this great take Josh Bo had on uh, his and Kirk's podcast a couple of weeks back. KP's had two off seasons now straight where he has not had any chance to like improve his game or develop anything new he's had to really just sit back and rehab which kind of really sucks and I, I I don't really know what the, the Carlisle is really doing I'm, I'm kind of with y'all I I really wanted to give Carlisle the benefit of the doubt but just the way he's kind of finagled the injury report is just really weird and it's I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to play, like, you know, game of chess here. But it's just like, you, you know, Rick, cut the crap. Be uh, be real with this for a minute. And if, you know, KP does need to actually be out for a couple of weeks, let him be out for a couple of weeks. And, uh, Matt, like you were saying, the, the, the in and out over you know stuff is good and old. And I think the fan base has a right to be upset in a way. And I know KP's trying to get it back out there, do everything he can. But... You know, if he's still not, I really don't think he's 100%. And I, I think in the games where he's actually played at center, not power forward, um, and Maxi's looked a little bit better, he's looked oh, okay to me. I don't know what his defensive numbers look like. I, I know they're not eye popping by any means, but, you know, uh, not healthy, good. health Yeah, well, I mean, a healthier Maxi would help, but I just, you know, those games were. Porzingis was playing the four and just getting annihilated by insert Gobert or whomever they were doing. it. just this game they were putting him on was on an island and he was getting just exposed because those games especially, uh, I'm still haunted by those Utah games where he just looked 50% in my eye.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, Dalton and I have talked about this a lot and Kirk, who I think bailed on us now. um, He had to go right. Kirk's gone. <laughs> what a coward! Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, D- Dalton and I have talked about this a lot. You know, Rick. And we, I think we talked about it on the last podcast too. Rick seems to be almost sort of out of his depth at this point. I mean, it, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's a bad coach. I'm not saying that he doesn't know what he's doing. But I feel like you know, maybe. Things are kind of passing him by with this team and with this franchise. It he he's he's making a lot of weird choices and he's been doing it for a couple of years now and it's you know they're wasting time. They're, look, I mean, Luca is only on his second year of his contract, but he's not going to stick around and wait for this mediocrity his entire career. If, if things go this way for the next couple of years, you know he could. I, I don't think he will, but he is he would have every right to pull a KP or, you know, to to try and request a trade somewhere, or do whatever See, he needs to do my, out. My
2: thing is my thing has always been I don't think Luka's the type of player to request a trade. Now, that being said, if you if you run your course, you know, if he gets past his second contract and, you know, he's 26 and an unrestricted free agent and things still haven't you know really change for the Mavs then at that point I think he might start to look at other situations but I I think he's a loyal enough guy. I think he's one of those rare rare dudes who will try he'll, he'll exhaust every every option he has to stay in Dallas before he looks elsewhere in my opinion. So but you're right. I mean the, the Mavs they can't take that for granted either. They have to go out and they have to surround him better as far as, like, their overall depth. Because we saw it when when COVID hit the Mavs really hard. I mean, that just – that was almost pitiful, dude. I mean, it was was really, really bad. And uh, you had, like, one or two games there where guys got hot and, you know, you didn't really notice it as much, but – I mean, uh, they really botched uh, the free agency before last when they had max money and they decided to waste basically a full week of free agency waiting on Danny Green, which in hindsight is worse than what it was at the time. (laughs) Well,
0: and they also also made the mistake of courting KP like he wasn't going to sign anyway. Like you don't if look, if you're going to be successful in free agency, you can't sit there. And and make sure that oh we need to make sure that KP feels okay so he'll sign his contract and he doesn't get angry he's gonna sign his contract you have to be Lauren, aggressive in the beginning Lauren of Gunn has entered gonna...
2: the chat Lauren how you doing
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm keeping <laughs> up
2: with the, I'm keeping up with the chat here
0: yeah we need to we need to keep don't talk shit about Rick. That's my dad. I'm sorry, Scatty.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can can I, I'm not trying to be a Carlisle apologist here, but the, the Bane, the drum, you guys were both staying in here. My crosshairs right now are clearly at the front office because I I don't, I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been enough scuttle, a scuttlebutt or articles yet, but truly what was the plan? Viva draft and off season. It, it, It seemed like, you know they they had this this they had this draft where everybody was really excited about where are these three rookies right now they're in the G League where I'm pretty sure Josh Green could be a functional rotation player on this team right now maybe I don't know what I'm talking about but who knows I mean
2: I think I think you're right and I, I mean I think Tyler Bay could too exactly and that's what and it,
3: I I don't think anybody's really said anything. But can we say this five uh, percent of potentially waiting on Giannis kind of bit him in the ass
2: really hard? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent.
3: Look, I, I was a I was a big,
0: big proponent of do not wait on Giannis. And look, I said it right this time, guys. Uh, I was I was a big proponent of that. <laughs> and it, and look, it it's kind of showing now. I mean, they I thought what they did with free agency this past summer on paper was very good. Uh, I liked Josh Richardson. I liked James Johnson. It, it wasn't a perfect free agency by any means, but they they got two guys that I thought they really you know needed and could help them with the draft and with Josh Green. I, look, I still think he's a good pick. I, I think it's way too early to bail on. Them. I do too. And we were talking about this earlier tonight in our uh, in our Twitter DMs. He he's Under Rick, he's not getting a chance because that's what Rick does with young players that he doesn't trust. He might have trusted Desmond Bain a little more because he's older, but there's no guarantee of that. So he's he's letting Josh Green and Tyrell Terry and Tyler Bay get meaningless experience in the G League when he could be out there instead of Trey Burke and and making them bigger on the perimeter or, or, or something like that. I mean, it's... It's very frustrating. I understand why everybody's frustrated with it because well, he's a first-round pick.
3: Well, and that if that's the case, then if we're at, timeline is the new sexy term everybody likes to use in the NBA. So if we were going to just pitter and waste all these three guys that we drafted, why didn't nobody picked up a phone? And there's not a guy that we could have acquired um, somewhere that could actually be a participant in this rotation right now. Not that they could have found anybody that would be like an all-star or you're probably not going to find a Christian wood or anything like that. But just the, the, the thought process here from front to back is just kind of ass backwards from me. And I, I'm try I'm the biggest defender as far as like the front office and Rick and all, you know, I'm probably too loyal to Rick to a fault, but it's just like, what the hell is the plan here, guys? I can't, I'm trying to find that banjo Kazooie Jiggy uh, and put that
2: piece together. As far as that overall puzzle, I can't see anything at all right now well and by the way guys just just a little update here mav's still up 16 according to my feed I'm, i might be lagging a little bit but up 16 two minutes left in the in the fourth it, they, they were up 13 and then tim hardaway jr hit another huge three so he's up to seven of 11 from deep so well <laughs> he had one of those microwave games tonight
0: I think my answer to Brian's question is the reason they haven't gone out and acquired anybody yet is because Rick has his pets. He doesn't want to trade Dwight, he doesn't want to trade Maxie, he doesn't want to trade Dorian, and those are the guys, those are the guys that he loves. It was I mean, I bet it killed him when they traded Wes because Wes was his ultimate pet.
2: I, ha- I have a take on this, Matt. I I think the Mavs had – and, I mean, it may not be the problem now, but I think they knew Luca was going to be good, but I don't think they knew he was going to come out of the gates like he did. And, you know, we had Donnie Nelson on the pod uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago. And, well, the first time he came on and we asked him about it, and he admitted, he was like, look, we had no idea this dude was going to be this good, this early. And I think it, you know, whatever plans they had when they drafted Luca, I don't think they were prepared to accelerate the timeline the way they had to. (laughs) You know, I I think they were unprepared for that. And then, you know, he he comes back in his second season and he's an all-NBA first-teamer. And now, all of a sudden, I keep going back to the free agency before last. That's when they should have... Really, said like okay, Luca had a really really good rookie season. He's gonna expand on that next year. Let's spend money now and put guys like uh, Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich. You know, yep, a guy like that one. who I who I really wanted, and he's killing it with Utah now. But they didn't have interest in a guy like him, and I don't know if that's because they just were underestimating how this timeline was going to accelerate or what, but it was a big mistake. I think they were just unprepared. Well, that's that's fine,
0: but it's year three now. Right, I mean, you, you can figure out ways to get back on track after you have an entire season to kind of recalibrate what you're doing in year two and go into that next offseason and have some sort of a plan. And I think they did have some sort of a plan, but it wasn't a good one. They, they did the same thing they always do in, they put their tail between their legs when they realized Giannis wasn't going to be, you know, be theirs, and they tried to they tried to be conservative, and they they do it every single off season, and these are the results. I mean, yeah, th- this is a good game, and they're up by ten, which they were up by sixteen like thirty seconds ago.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mark Mark but, uh, Mark Tenorio, did I say that right? Mark, he, he just put in the. The chat, or no, it was Henry Patton. Sorry, Mark. Henry Patton said this is going to turn into a clutch game.
4: Yeah,
2: it <laughs> would be very Mavs. It so would be. Bad. It would
0: be extremely Mavs. But,
2: anyway, it's, I, uh,
3: I, mean, I, I, I was going to say, real right. quick, guys. I, I think. Remember when DSJ's stock was really high, and I, I, I remember. I, I don't think you guys were part of the conversation when I first started the podcast when the Mavs did draft Luca. I was I, I was so adamant that if the Suns were interested, and at that time, if you guys don't remember, the Suns were really in desperate need of a point guard about three years ago. I was saying, I was telling them, hey, let's let's flip DSJ for Melchior Bridges straight up, and I got massacred for that. That doesn't look so bad right now.
2: No, no, Brian, yeah. you, were, you were right on that one. That's- and look, uh, Ethan Simons, he wants to speak here, so I'm going to give him the floor for a second.
0: The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.
2: Ethan, you there? Uh, we're working on it. There he is. There so, he is. Can you hear me? Yeah.
4: Oh, nice. All right, what's up, guys? What's up? Um, so here's I'm, – I'm kind of – there were a couple things that came to mind listening to, to talking about the Mavs, the cap space situation, It's the kind of complacency seemingly on the roster, obviously – the, the honest thing through a bunch of teams. I think the Heat, the Raptors, uh, definitely maybe the Warriors, but definitely the Heat, the Raptors, and the Mavericks for a loop. But it's it's interesting because I feel like we've we've left one one era of Mavs team building and entered into a new one. And and the former one was you know the the 2000s to 2010s Mavs who would try to take these big swings on agents wise or unwise and then fail epically you know whether you're thinking about darren williams dwight howard deandre jordan you know all the all the guys that the mavs were in on and and couldn't couldn't close the deal on and then that you win the title in 2011 with a with a team of like homegrown a homegrown star with some some really good role players and veterans that you kind of brought in and second units that Rick Carlisle kind of molded out of clay. And they've kind of taken that approach since, being kind of conservative almost to a fault. They're not going after the the huge free agents. They're, you know, they, they made the Porzingis deal, which I think was pretty aggressive. Um, but... They're kind of in a weird spot now where it's like, it is, I I kind of feel similarly, I think, but at the same time, when I take a step back, I wonder like, what is, what's really out there for them? You know, like not even just in this coming off season, but on the, on the trade market or, or even like maybe a couple off seasons from now, I don't want to be a pessimist, but it seems like they might be in kind of a weird spot where the there were a lot of chips that they had pushed into the table on Giannis and when he signed that extension it's you're you know you kind of end up you kind of end up empty-handed at the end of the game of musical chairs looking around and and I don't really frankly know know where they go again not trying to be a pessimist but it does sort of start to feel like okay what is this team what is this team if if you can't add that that third bona fide or second bona fide
2: star yeah yeah i I agree with you and and look i mean their options are limited now because of how they've approached the last couple of off seasons and i i personally think and i've written about this on dallasbasketball.com i've i've tweeted about it so much that people are probably annoyed by it by now but I think they have an opportunity to do something in restricted free agency this upcoming offseason uh just because you know they're going to have a ton of money. Uh I look at John Collins and I think I think about how well he would fit with KP. And I look at the situation with Atlanta, you know they're they're paying 20 million a year to Gallinari for the next two seasons after this. Uh, they're paying uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich nearly $20 million. He's, he's on a long-term deal. Three more seasons after this. The Trey Young max extension is on the way. So they're going to be doing that. Uh, they're paying Capella a ton of money. There's just not going to be enough room for them. I mean, they could. They could pay John Collins what he wants, but I don't think they will. Uh, they already had a chance to resign yeah, I think it's him. Pretty
4: clear. I mean, they drafted.
2: A- yeah, yeah. They dra- They basically drafted his replacement, and uh, you know, they they offered him the ninety million dollar extension before the season began, and they weren't able to work it out. So, I if if they don't trade him to another team uh, before the trade deadline, I think that's where the Mavs should focus this offseason. because I think they could offer him. Uh, enough money to where uh, Atlanta would just let him go, and that would be a huge, huge addition for them this offseason. But that's, well, that's I think, where I, that's where I'm at.
4: Yeah, and I think that makes it. Well, side note that that's a dub. Go Mavs! Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, they didn't blow it. They, they did not blow it. Um, you know, I think I like the idea of that. I think Collins, you know, Collins paired with a healthy version of Porzingis. You know, uh, as a rim runner next to Luca, who's kind of developing his jump shot. That makes a ton of sense. It just, but it feels like, again, you're kind of, at that point, you are kind of back in that 2000, you're chasing that 2011 high, right? Where you, with, with Luca right. and Kirk, and you kind of need him to be to be absolutely like all universe and have just this perfect blend of role players, veterans, and and leaders around him to, to make it work. And that's, that's just such a tough needle to thread in the modern NBA. It's not impossible. It's just so tough to thread. And, you know, at that point it's coming down to like, can, you know, who is Porzingis is, you know, can Porzingis be healthy when it counts and playing his best ball. And, you know, with, with every passing week, I think it's natural to kind of wonder like, you know, is that if if your if your team is predicated on on can Christoph's Porzingis be good, you're kind of already behind their eight ball. So I love the idea of Collins, but I think that in and of itself is just kind of a microcosm of of where the team might be. And look, the Mavs have Luca. They've got a bunch of good players. They're super fun and I think they're going to be relevant for a long time. The but and so you know Mavs fans are probably fortunate that we're thinking like what is the ceiling of this team. There's probably a lot of teams in the league that wish they had these problems, but um, you know, still I think it's they're they're at a weird
0: Yeah, and it, it it kind of the idea of Collins kind of reminds me of the idea of Chandler Parsons. Because I, I think that was a good idea in theory as well. But
2: I, I know you're not comparing Chandler Parsons to John Collins right now. No. <laughs> no, not the I mean, In the situation is
0: going to happen, but <laughs> it's a big risk when you, when you chase a restricted free agent. And it's, you know, because you have to offer that money, and you have to wait. And if they do sign, I mean, because he's not a star star. So you're, you're investing a lot of money into a player who hasn't really proven himself yet. And on paper, yeah, he's what you hoped – Dwight Powell could eventually end up being already. He's already been... no, no,
2: no, 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 not not on paper against the Mavs specifically. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he he is the ultimate versus Mavs all star.
0: Yeah, he's the okay. alpha it's... thing here. It's, I looked
2: up the stat. It's... I I wrote about this a few weeks ago, but he for his career he's averaging the most points per game against the Mavs. It's not even close. He's averaging the most points per game versus the Mavs uh, than any other team he's played against. And he shoots like 65% and I think a ridiculous 55% from three when he plays the Mavs for his career. So it's unreal. I mean, that's another thing too. The Mavs seem to have this this tendency to go after guys who kill them. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I could see them uh, potentially going after Collins. I, I don't think, uh, and I mean, that somebody in the chat here just who who said this? Hold on. Uh, how do you say his name? Elude? I- it? Elliot? I don't know. Anyway, uh, he said restricted free agents are the worst kind of gambles. I agree with that to an extent. The- uh, I'm
0: saying here. Is it, you d- you don't know what you're getting with a restricted free agent who who has yet to prove himself, and that's my only concern with Collins. If you do it in a trade, that's one thing because you're not necessarily investing a max contract into a guy who you don't really know what he's going to end up being.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Brian Nerlens Mo- sometime. Yeah, it's, it's like Noel. I, I, if I remember correctly, the Mavs all they traded for Noel was Andrew Bogut and two second round picks. Justin and, Anderson. And Ah, Justin. Ah, I forgot about Simba. Simba. I feel bad. I feel bad now. But anyway, you know, they they basically at the time that was considered uh, a steal for the Mavs, and he showed flashes, and we know how that went out, and then that was another dodged bullet because they offered Nerlands Noel seventy million dollars <laughs> over four years, and what is some, what a, somehow that would have somehow been. he ended up declining that. Uh, but, I mean, I think it could be the same situation here. You know, if, if the Hawks know they don't want to pay Collins, it could be one of those situations where the Mavs might could trade for him, even though they're kind of lacking in that. Well, you, you don't want to give up a lot for a guy uh, who might not be there anyway at the end of the season. So I think they could get him without giving up a lot and then you could get him in the door and see how it goes the rest of the season and, and go from there. But
0: that, that would be my preferred route. But Blake also makes a good point. If He says <laughs> if one player with potential takes our money, that's one more than we've signed in the last four offseasons.
2: <laughs> that's, that's, that's cold. True. That's, that's cold. True. It's also true. <laughs> I, I
0: Richardson what? has potential, but I, I think he's pretty much already at his ceiling at this point.
2: Well All right. me- Grant. Grant is uh, he has sent a speaker request here, so I'm gonna let him in real quick. How dare you forget about Simba? Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. He <laughs> he was one of those people. I even I, you'll have to go look it up, but I wrote a very cringe article about him one time, and it was it was Lion King related. It was bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was for Mavs Moneyball.
0: I wrote one for Fan sided that was about how he was gonna take a leap in his sophomore season and, and become like some actual some you know, sort of good player in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> well hey, but, he himself called called him Barnes and Matthews like the best perimeter defense in the
1: league. So I mean at least <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh man. Okay, look, I'm gonna Henry Patton, he he wants to speak. Henry, I'm gonna let you in in just a second. Before I do, though, we're just gonna kind of go over this game that has uh, that has now ended. Uh, we we went down a rabbit hole for a little bit, but uh, the Mavs did win 102 to 92 over the Grizzlies. They're one game away from reaching 500, and I can finally shave and get a haircut because uh, uh, I'm doing this. It's so, <laughs> but. Okay, so they won. Luca he he didn't have a great game, and in, in typical Luca fashion, he still ends up with 21 points, seven rebounds, five assists, two steals and a block <laughs> uh, because he's just amazing. Tim Hardaway Jr. finishes with 29 points and four rebounds. He shot 9 of 14 from the field, 7-11, 3. And then you had Josh Richardson with 17 points to go with seven rebounds and three assists and two steals. So they got some big contributions there. Uh, Jalen Brunson, he was also very good. He has arguably been the Mavs' second most consistent player uh, this season. Is that is that stretching too far, or what do you think? Well, con- considering
0: how inconsistent the rest of the roster has been, I would say, no, that's not too much
2: of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he went 7 of 11 from the field, hit two of his five threes, Uh, 19 points, seven rebounds, three assists, and a steal for Jalen Brunson tonight. So he has been really good this entire season. He's shooting the ball really well. Uh, If the Mavs were to make a really big trade before the March 27th, 27th deadline, I think he's your best trade piece at this point. Aside from Luca and KP, and I know (laughs) uh, opinions on potentially trading KP, even considering that, have uh, uh, you got some people for it, some people not. I don't think the Mavs will do it. Uh, So I'm thinking Brunson is probably the more enticing uh, trade chip for them going forward. But anyway, all right, Henry, I'm letting you in. That was good, y'all. What's up, man? Uh, so
3: I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch the first half. I was out at dinner, but holding a team
2: to what was it, 36 points? I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that's really encouraging, then. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know it, if it's like did they miss shots or it's, well, it was a little bit of both. The, the Mavs, like I said, they looked they looked how you would expect a team to look. That's had a week great. off. Uh, they were very enter- very energetic. Uh, they were moving around a lot on defense, but uh, half of it was the Grizzlies just weren't hitting shots in the first quarter too. Like uh, I think there was, I want to say there was like four, four, a little over four minutes left in the first, and they still only had five points <laughs> at one point. So uh, it was a little bit of both. Mavs they played good defense, but then the Grizzlies they just had a, a awful. Shooting night, at least to uh, to start that game. They got in the hole and they weren't able to dig themselves out of it. So, right. yeah, uh, but it, you're you're right. It, it was very encouraging, especially for the team that has been dead last. Uh, they've been the worst defensive team in the entire league over the last 15 games. So, uh, it definitely a good sign. And they're going to have to do it again tomorrow because, I mean the the Celtics they've been a disappointment this season. Uh, Kimba Walker hasn't been as good as what they want him to be, and they just lost a heartbreaker. They were up twenty-four points on the Pelicans the other day, and they ended up letting the Pelicans come back, and they lost in overtime. So, uh, potentially playing a a frustrated Celtics team on the second night of a back-to-back that could uh, that could end up being a problem. <laughs> we'll we'll see how it goes, but. Uh, I think KP will probably end up playing in this one unless that back issue is really something we need to be if he doesn't play in this one then we can all like really get worried about it but uh, he's gonna, I guarantee you he's going to play
0: and there's going to be no back stiffness because it's a fake injury and they're bad liars
2: <laughs> well I hope you're right and I hope <laughs> KP preach. just completely dominates so uh, but yeah overall and Matt I, I'm going to get your thoughts on this too but Overall, the Mavs have had a. It, it's been a roller coaster season so far, and given the preseason expectations, you know, Luca he was MVP MVP favorite. Now I don't even know if he's in the top five anymore. Uh, the Mavs they were uh, projected to be a top three or four team in the West. That obviously hasn't happened, and they have had a lot of things happen that have been out of their control with the the COVID. Covid stuff, and you know KP missing the first nine games of the season, and then when he gets back, he has to work his way back into game shape, and you know Luca, he was out of shape at the beginning of the season, he had to work his way through that. So I mean, there's there's really been a ton of stuff um, going. It, it took a it took like a once in a lifetime ice storm, and or snowstorm, ice storm, you know apocalyptic apocalyptic snow <laughs> in, in Dallas. Uh, to get this team to where they could all practice together uh, in a week's time as much as they had previously this season. So my question to you is, do you think tonight's game against the Grizzlies is more of what we can expect going forward uh, if everybody can stay healthy? Uh,
0: So I do and I don't. I know that's very wishy-washy. But yeah. why, to, why to straddle the fence? <laughs> I I I can't say yes until I see it consistently. Um, it's it's too hard for me to do that. But I don't have a lot of faith in it. I just I just don't. Um, there's there's too much. There's been just been too much inconsistency, and it's 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 it's, very, it's concerning. Um, I, I like to think that the more they play together the more that they're going to get you know back to kind of where they were at the end of last season and in the playoffs and all that stuff but they they can't they can't take any more road bumps they can't take any more there's bound to be one or two as the season goes on but they can't take any more covid scares they can't take another kp injury which is seemingly bound to happen at this point um
2: yeah and i mean it, it's almost every time they opt to rest KP, and again, you know, it could be legitimate and everything, but I feel like when you rest KP, you're, like, tonight, you just happen to have Tim Hardaway Jr. You, you flip a coin to see what Tim Hardaway Jr. you're going to get on a nightly basis, and they just happen to land on the side of the coin that was 7 of 11 from 3, yeah, <laughs> 29, he's- 29 points. He's- uh, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say that one more time.
0: He's quite literally NBA Two Face.
2: Yeah, I mean, he. Uh, you know, if he doesn't have a hot shooting night, maybe we're not talking about a Mavs win tonight. You know, right. it's one of those things where everything has to go right. If KP's out or if somebody else is out, they just don't have that kind of consistent offensive scoring on a nightly basis to where it makes you feel good. About them stringing to potentially stringing together a a number of wins, so I don't know. I I don't. I don't think there's an easy fix. Uh, You know, I've been dreaming of them potentially trading for Zach Levine for over a year now.
1: But like I mentioned
2: on like I mentioned on Twitter the other day. He has been so good this year for the Bulls. I think his trade value has reached Bradley Beal level, and that's really unfortunate. <laughs> because oh. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm giving up hope, but I, I feel like he's kind of gotten out of their their range. Unless they include KP in a trade.
0: Well, if like they that... KP in a trade for Zach Levine, I'm gonna pull my hair out.
2: But listen, <laughs> li- hey, listen. I, I mean, I I uh, proposed this to you and Kirk the other day. And you kind of laughed at it, and Kurt was just like, give me. <laughs> it was it was KP for Levine and uh, uh, Markinen. And, I mean, I would do that in heartbeat, but I don't even – I don't think the Bulls would do that at this point, to be honest. No, no, no way. No, nah, they wouldn't. But, Matt, I mean, I feel I like – I would do that. I don't think Matt would, and that concerns me. <laughs> and if that was such a good deal, why are the Bulls so god awful? They're not though. They're they've been they've been pretty good this year. They're not they're I wouldn't they're say okay. they're god awful. But that's not You gotta look at it from they have Zach Levine, who is a second or third guy at best, even though he's putting up tremendous numbers, his his ideal role would be second or third star and they're playing him as their their number one star and you know that's the results you get but even then i mean they've i feel like they've been a lot better than what most people would think but anyway hold on just a second i'm gonna let uh I'm gonna let my guy ben in here
1: ben what's up hey guys Man. enjoying By the, the way- talk after the game here. that's really cool um, since we're throwing around KP trades, Rashawn Holmes and Buddy Healed for KP. Who says no? Um,
3: hey. I'm in, I'm interested. <laughs> interested. I,
2: I mean, I'm interested. Interested. I mean, no. I. I want w- it. I would be interested, but I don't think I don't think it's enough for me to pull the trigger on it. I well, feel on, the, on the math I mean, side. Y- well, yeah, on the yeah. math side because. And, I mean, I may be wrong about this, but I kind of – y'all know me. I'm I'm optimistic to a fault sometimes, but I still feel like, you know, if we get closer to the trade deadline like, – you know, let's see how KP plays uh, over this next month and see if we still feel the same way. Uh, and, you know, if he's still struggling the way he has and it doesn't seem like – He's a guy that you can rely, and I mean, he hasn't been. Let's be honest; <laughs> it almost feels like a ticking time bomb with some of his his injury stuff. But I still feel like you have to give it another month before you pull a, pull off a trade like that. Just in my opinion, Matt. I just I think that is um,
0: that's not enough of a haul for somebody of KP. I know KP is frustrating people and guys. I get it, like I really do. But when if KP could actually play to his potential, like we know he like what he is at, at his highest potential, we know what that is. I mean, it, maybe we don't. Maybe it's even higher than what we've seen. But oh,
2: Matt, sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm keeping up with the chat. I'm keeping up with the chat here, and uh, Jeremy Boyer just said <laughs> we're going to change course here a little bit. But he said KP. James Johnson, and Tim Hardaway Jr. for Kimba Walker and Jalen
1: Brown? <laughs> no. I, I No, I want it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I want <laughs> Jalen Brown. Yeah. Man, I don't, think,
2: man I, I, I don't think Boston would do it either, but I I want Jalen Brown, man. I want him next to Luca. <laughs> Boston would not do that in a million years. Oh,
3: the dead body of oh. Kimba Walker?
2: I don't know, man. I mean, oh, it depends Brown, on how bad they want to get off Kemba's contract. <laughs> they're, they're, they're they're going to
0: break up Jalen Brown and uh, Tatum? Jason Tatum? Never. Yeah. That's that's too that that would be so dumb for them to do. I, if if Danny Ainge did something like if he traded Jalen Brown, he he has some
2: more, some other mad scientist plan that he's working on. You anymore. have to you have to admit though. Like if there was a GM that was that would just be itching to trade for KP, it'd probably be Danny Ainge. <laughs> he, he seems like the kind of player that uh that that Ainge would want. You can we that?
3: get? Oh, sorry, Dalton. I was gonna say, can we just get drunk, Danny Ainge, one night and get him uh get him to trade a Time Lord or a Williams to us
2: of some sort? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I mean, look, the Mavs and Celtics, they've done uh, deals in the past, and we're not going to speak about that, that one, that uh, the Dwight Powell trade. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. All right, y'all. Look, we're, we're getting close to the hour mark on this. Before we take off here, is there anybody still in the room who wants to lob up a question while they're here? No. We'll give it a minute.
3: I do have a question, actually. Go for um, it. I mean, what would Dallas realistically trade? Cause the thing is, I don't know how you'd be able to trade KP's money. I'm sure it's possible, but I don't know how likely it is. So is your best asset, obviously, besides Luca, Jalen Brunson, and then I guess Tim Hardaway. Yeah. I don't know what you can get for that. Or yeah, how I mean, to, well, you can get something, but I just don't know right. if you want to trade Brunson.
0: I think James Johnson is an underrated trade ship in the sense that he's a big expiring contract. So it's teams yeah. that are bad who have a good player who are looking to shed some money, that's a very attractive thing for, for them to have. Um, so I think you almost have to include him in
2: any deal that you see, do see that's the thing though that, that that's the problem I've had is, you know, looking for a team who would be looking to to shed money. You know, that's their main priority. They want to shed money and it's hard to predict something like that for this season because you know the free agency class just isn't as good as what we thought it would be <laughs> before the season started uh so if people are you know if teams are looking to trade money it's like what are they where are they trying to shed that money for uh so i i don't i don't know i have a hard time finding a team that would want to shed money and, you know, basically just give the Mavs a player. And the Mavs, I mean, who who would the Mavs get that could help them on a deal like that? You know, I, I didn't have a hard time.
0: Prince, who wears black and has a very uh, scrappy point guard from Luka's uh, home country. Mm. Uh, you know, maybe they could look to be shedding some money. Who knows?
2: Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm I'm optimistic, uh, you know, uh, imagine that, me being optimistic, but I'm optimistic about where the Mavs have uh, gotten themselves to this point. They've had some disappointing losses, but they've kind of, you know, turned it around here uh, at the expense of, uh, you know, their offense has been lights out, but they haven't played defense, and then tonight, after having a week off, uh, they had a really good game against the Grizzlies, and... Uh, held them to 92 points on their home floor and they'll finish out this first half of the nba schedule uh, against the celtics and then they'll go on a three-game road trip play the sixers the nets and the magic and then they'll finish it out against okc and i i I really think uh, that this team is going to find a way to get above 500 before before this is over with and then in the second half if if all things go well, and it's not like a repeat of how the uh, the first part of the season started in this in this half, uh, I think they'll make the playoffs comfortably, and we'll see how it goes from there. Hopefully, they're not in you know the seven or eight seed, and then they end up getting rocked by <laughs> the, the Lakers or the Jazz. Or the Jazz?
4: Oh god.
2: <laughs> I, I would lo- I wouldn't have any hair left if the Mavs ended up playing the Jazz in the playoffs this year. Uh, I really, I'm really glad the Warriors have kind of slipped a little bit too, because that would be a nightmare. I, you know, before the season, some people were predicting a four-five Mavs-Warriors matchup. I feel like that would be horrible too. I just have nightmares of Steph doing things. <laughs> to, to the Mavs. I, and they have the,
3: and they have the blueprint to beat the Mavs. Play nobody bigger than six-seven. On your lineup, yes. and you'll
2: win. Yeah, by twenty. A, <laughs> yeah, it, it gives it gives uh, it gives Don Nelson PTSD from two thousand seven. But anyway, why oh, bring that up? <laughs> 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 I'm just saying. Uh, but, well, guys, look, guys was to say you, y'all did awesome
3: for your first straw run. Hopefully, y'all jump on again
2: yeah i appreciate it brian yeah look this is a lot of fun like i said i hopped on with uh kirk last night and i thought it was really cool and uh blue wire they they've been trying to you know push their pods to do a little bit more of this too and i think it's gonna be a good thing so we're, we'll have to do a lot a lot more uh instant reaction stuff and even when it's not game related just hop on here and talk with y'all at random time so guys appreciate it thank you to everyone who contributed uh we're going to take off for now but we'll see you next time.
0: Later guys, thanks. Let
1: me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute.